And welcome back to Joke Daddy Productions. Today's segment is a little thing I like to call Tequila Talk with Joe. That's right. That's where I, your host, Joe, gather a guest and we come together and we talk over a little tequila. And see, what I found was a lot of my friends were hesitant to crack open a bottle of tequila. So I said, you know what, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to bring the tequila and you bring whatever you want. Maybe it's some gin, vodka. Uh, Maybe you don't drink hard alcohol and you want to bring a beer that you like or a wine that you like. Basically, what we're going to do is we're going to come together and we're going to talk. We're going to sit down and we're going to have a few drinks. We're going to see where the conversation leads us. And today we have a very special guest, a very good buddy who I met on the comedy scene about two years ago and just so happened that he and I both answered a call to hit up a podcast and we went and we recorded it together and ever since then we've talked about getting in studio together and and throwing down a podcast uh, episode of our own so here it is thanks to COVID my buddy Colt Milton coming in studio right after this Stay tuned. And welcome back. I'm your host, Joe, and you are listening to Tequila Talk. And like I said this week, I got a very special guest. This week, I'm getting my segments mixed up. This month, we've got the very cool, the very talented, the very funny, uh, the very humble, and the very uh, hairless, which is... (laughs) Contrary to my last comedian that I had on, uh, Nico Lukov, you'll have to listen to that one. He's very hairy. But I've got um, I've got Colt Milton in studio today. Colt, how you doing? Doing great. How you doing? I'm doing good. Did I just catch you in a video? Yeah. Are you recording me? I, I, I just put I just put on my story if that's alright. Oh, that's fine. With the blunts in my hand, is that? <laughs> hey, I, I got I got mine on camera. Oh, okay. No, mom, it's not a blunt. And if we're smoking the same thing, everybody will know it's a cigar because everybody that knows me knows I do not smoke weed. That's right. He does not. Um, So, yeah, uh, Colt, welcome to Tequila Talk with Joe. Exciting to have you here in studio. You're live in studio at the Joke Daddy Studios. Six feet away from each other. We are. We are. Uh, We've also both been tested recently. Yep. Um, So, you know, uh, I actually made a comparison it's like we're in the adult industry or something it's like i'm not coming over i'm not having you come over unless you can show those papers man you get you got to be able to produce that like, you're clean oh covid tested yeah i got that too Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> that too oh gosh you're a married man <laughs> just like me <laughs> two kids two kids yep you're halfway to me i uh you guys want more or no 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 you're good with two we're, we're, we're good did you get the vasectomy <laughs> Uh, we will, it is not scientifically possible for us to have any more children. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Is it from the Speedos you wear? We have, we have all we can handle. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about the Speedos later, folks. Don't worry. We'll get, we'll get everybody caught up to speed here. We're in it right now. No, I'm just <laughs> so am I. That's why this is an audio only format. Those are, those are very uncomfortable. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, I must admit, man, it's great to have, first of all, to be, have company over. I feel like this never gets to happen. Yeah. 
and it's great to have a comedian and not just a just not not just any comedian like a comedian that um i i click with and get along with well we have a lot in common we do have we're, a lot we're two in very different people but a lot in common <laughs> we are two sides of of the same coin it's uh it's pretty yeah. funny um he's white i'm brown <laughs> you are very physically fit i am not at the moment we'll get you back there we will we will um you've got two kids i've got four kids i mean mm-hmm. really really there's not much difference i mean once you go past two there's it's that it's it once you have two the world's over i don't know how it's possible to raise more than two kids at the same time you can't add crazy to crazy okay and two kids is already crazy yeah you know this <laughs> But you, you got your kids on a strict workout regimen, don't you? Mm-hmm. You got them out there running laps and works out with me. Yep. Doing jumping jacks. Yeah, we get the uh, we we get the dip handles set up on our power rack, so we have a power rack in our garage as part of our home gym. And he his favorite thing is to jump on them and swing on them and hang on them, and he climbs up and down the curl bar rack and everything. And he literally works out with me. The our, we we have an, we have an incline bench that, that we built. We built like everything that's in our gym. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this. I've yeah. seen it on Instagram. Yeah. Well, you that, documented it really well. Thank you. Um, what's your Instagram? Colt Milton. Colt Milton. Yep. And That's it. It's just that simple. Superset Your Life is our business. Superset Your Life. Instagram. Is yep. your business. What's your business? What do you do? Supersetyourlife.com uh, <laughs> Inc. But it, technically it's still an LLC. We're not quite incorporated yet. Okay. But that will be soon. You're working for it. Yeah. It needs to... Needs to, it needs to happen because for us to do what we want to do and make what we want to make, we're going to have to borrow a lot of money. So. Make what you want to make. Can I get a little more, insider hint? More, more more dumbbells, curl bars, okay. and stuff that I don't have patents on yet that I don't want to talk about. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's fair. So and my audience doesn't know. Now, you're, I'm sure you'll share this with your audience and they already know what Superset Your Life is and what products you, are, you do. You make dumbbells right now yeah dumbbells is our first kind of flagship product and then the curl bar was developed shortly after the dumbbell but not just any dumbbells <laughs> these are very specific very unique dumbbells yeah and it's and i have to remind myself of that too because i assume that people are familiar with my products that um is that might be a client or might be somebody that's interested in uh, purchasing something for their home gym but i forget to tell them that everything that we make has skulls on it and it's literally in the shape of skulls. And some people get mad and like are turned off by it. And then I have to explain, I'm like, oh, sorry, I forgot to mention that everything is skull themed. And it, yeah, it's for, for a, you might say a, a, a niche audience. <laughs> <laughs> the goth, the, the fit goth. Right. Yeah. But really, every everybody, my, 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 my pastor has a pair, you know. <laughs> who, who doesn't appreciate skull dumbbells I, um, mean, I, I wouldn't have have originally actually and I was I was aware of kettlebells that had skulls on them and I was turned off by it I was like that's stupid it was never something I thought was what was cool because I, I've never been goth or anything in my life and or emo or it, yeah just the, the the whole appeal of the skull was never something that was something that I was a fan of but through a through a long story that I uh, respect your audience enough to not go into the whole detail to to very quickly summarize it basically i acquired through my through my line of work at the time 
um, several latex skull molds for 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 um, casting concrete in the shape of skulls. Okay. And so I used these to start making my own dumbbells and curl bars for me to use because I was going to kill somebody if I wasn't able to go to the gym. I, I just I have oh. to work out every day. Okay, hold on. I'm going to stop you right there. Yeah, yeah. So this all came out of... The pandemic. The pandemic. Yeah. So you actually... I don't know if I should say benefited yet, mm-hmm. but you found a way to adapt and make it through the pandemic a little bit. Yeah, as a matter of fact, if it wasn't for the pandemic, we I, I would still be go- I would still be working a job that I hate, and I would and I would still I wouldn't be in business with my wife, and I wouldn't be able to work from home and have all the blessings that we have today. So, is but as 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 much as we don't want to say that the pandemic is a good thing, because obviously it's a terrible thing. A lot of people have died. A lot of people have. Their, their, their lives are ruined because of it. Um, our life really did feel like it was falling apart, and it really did in a lot of ways. But coming out of it, it forced us to get creative, and it, for, it forced us to literally invent something and make and make a business model out of it. And now we get to I, I get to, I get to work with my best friend every day. We, I get to I get to work from home. I get to do something that I enjoy, and um, it, it all it all happened because I was forced to make something <laughs> to work out with because. I was gonna go crazy if I just had to keep doing push-ups and chin-ups and going for runs, <laughs> going yeah. for runs all the time. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I need to curl, I need to lift. <laughs> so you took these molds, you made yourself some dumbbells, uh-huh. and you started an empire. Yep, starting an empire mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> with your wife, all living at home, and you made a move during the pandemic. Yeah, that was the other thing. Is That's easy. That the the mark the market for the, the fitness industry is better in, thank you is better in Portland than it is in Seattle. Uh, there's there's more of a of a bodybuilding scene, more of a like health and fitness kind of scene. So we're like it's probably a better idea for us to move to move there. And like all right, I don't have don't have a job anymore. I got laid off from that. So basically, there's nothing holding us back from moving if we want to and we're ready for a fresh start so yeah we went went down there a little bit closer to california too because um obviously there's a lot more of a health market there but then we're still not too far away from family so we felt like it was a good kind of midway point there you go and we love it yeah so we're in vancouver to be exact wow that's great you know you took a chance and uh, you gambled, and that's one of the things that I we really... gamble every day doing this stuff, man. <laughs> the gambling hasn't even started yet. <laughs> we haven't even taken out any significant loans yet; just a couple small ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. That's that's really amazing, and I really when I when I talk with a lot of different people, and I, I mentor people, or I have friends that ask me for advice and I really don't understand why because I'm just an idiot with a podcast (laughs) who thinks he can do stand-up comedy and people come to me and I tell them to make those reckless stupid you know choices you were kind of forced into it because of the pandemic but you know you I I think I think you and I both have uh, one of our similarities is our faith we kind of touch on that. You said your pastor has a set of dumbbells with skulls on them. Uh, speaking of your pastor, does he know that you're going to be on a show called Tequila Talk? I don't think I don't think he does. I, sh- I should have probably asked him before that. Okay, is that going to be a problem? <laughs> no. Okay, so we're gonna so Tequila Talk. We I've got my tequila. My, I've got my Espolone. My pastor has has dreadlocks and, he's, and, he's, and he's Italian. <laughs> I, think, I think he'll be okay. <laughs> I think he'll be okay. And you brought so my guest brings a drink of his own, and you brought. Some bourbon. 
right? Um, some bib and Tucker bourbon. Bib, bib and Tucker small batch bourbon whiskey. Small Kentucky. batch bourbon whiskey. Yes, sir. So I don't drink a lot of whiskey or bourbon or brown liqueurs or I don't even drink vodka. Occasionally I'll have gin. I like tequila. It does right by me. But that's the beauty of this show. And this this actually came about by you and me being on somebody else's podcast. Yeah. And we all brought our own liquors. And he was like, you want some? And I'm like, no, not really. I like tequila. And, and we just were like, we should do an episode where we just drink what we drink and make fun of each other and yeah. trade drinks. So here we are, finally getting it done, thanks to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of good things come out of the pandemic, but... Your faith, my faith, makes us a little bit different. We're not afraid to make the risks because I think we calculate our risks more on a faith that God will see me through. Mm -hmm. This isn't just a gamble. I quit my job two years ago. And and these things... Sorry, these things, no. these things don't happen by accident. Right. They they, they, they are pre-planned. Um, and it, Isaiah, I think it's uh, 45, 70, says that he uh, he he, cre- he creates everything good and he creates calamity. So when calamities like this take place, it's it's because he's um, he's ultimately doing it for a greater purpose. And so what Taylor and I, were, my wife and I were able to take away from this is to look at this devastation that happened upon our country and upon us as as a family and we're, and now we're able to look back and go wow that we we we, we weren't able to have what we have today and 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 be and, and be where and be where we are not that we're we consider ourselves successful or anything but at least doing what we love and now having a very clear plan for where for where we can really take this over the next couple of years um, if it wasn't for this tragic event that happened, so is, are are these events good? No, but in the grand scheme of things, and, and in the in the big picture, it actually is. It never looks like that when it first happens. No, it doesn't, and it's hard to see, and uh, and it's hard for people. Um, I feel bad for people who don't have the sort of hope or faith that I have. Um, I can understand it. I empathize with them because I've been there, um, even though I've been a believer, quote unquote, my whole life. There wasn't time. There was the majority of my life where I didn't have that sort of faith, um, and didn't see things that way. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it worked out for me as well. Two years ago, bought a house, quit my job, racked up a bunch of <laughs> debt, and drove for Lyft and did what I could, and got landed in a job at a at a medical facility in Seattle as a mechanical engineer, and I have no business. Being a mechanical engineer. Yeah. <laughs> but somehow I landed the job and I'm doing well and I've got great job security because yeah. of a pandemic. <laughs> and, and, I, and I was shocked when you told me about the line of work that, that you're that you're in before we started recording. And I was I was, I was like I was like really? And you're like yeah. And you're um, talking about the whole process of how you how you got involved in that. And yeah, man, works. God works in mysterious ways. <laughs> so mysterious. And had I been driving for Lyft still, that would have all dried up. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, and I, I, I would have probably lost everything. But um, you know that high, try and try and listen when he tells me, and it, it tends to work out. <laughs> well, everything always works according to his plan. You know, the, the, these 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 elections have been making my wife and I go crazy. We've, we've just been yeah. Oh, we're we gonna talk politics? Oh, I'm not talking politics. Well, okay, kind of. I don't care. Kind of. Nobody's gonna not, listen. Not a, not a Nobody's lot. Nobody's gonna but, get offended. Basically, we're like look, look, looking at the direction that our country is headed, and, and and the and the direction we've been headed the last several years, and we're like, man, like 
no matter what, like things don't really look good from 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 our uh, from from the from our from from our perspective as to what's happening in Washington D.C. and we're and we're like, you know, and so we're trying to put things in perspective. And um, the last thing that I've been reading is that we're going to have a thousand years where Jesus is the president of the entire world, and that's going to be a monarchy. So <laughs> I'm like, hey, well. If if that if that's who our president is eventually going to be, then I can have peace with whoever we're dealing with for the, for the time being. So, <laughs> sure. I mean, kings and kingdoms will come and, and go. Uh-huh. Um, I believe I believe that we we are part of a kingdom that doesn't reside on this earth. I'm this is this is not my home. This is not you know, and it sounds super weird, and and people don't get it, and people are going to hear this podcast and be like. What the heck, Joke Daddy? Like you are nuts. Yeah, maybe I am. You know, in the seventies, they called them Jesus freaks, <laughs> and uh, you know, I, 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 everything on this earth is so temporal. Yeah. The only thing that matters is, do I love people? A- am I able to get out of myself enough to show somebody that they're loved, that they're cared about, that they're important, not for my own benefit? But if they ask why I'm like that, yeah, well, I can explain. It's not me. (laughs) It's something else, and it's something bigger than me. And I just, I want people to know that and see that and feel that. And yeah, just from a logical standpoint too, it's like take a step back and go, okay, there's people that are Christians and there's people that are non-Christians, right? And there's no no judgment to um, anybody that's on one one side of that or the other because that's sure. not, not my place to make that discernment but at the, at, at the end of our life somebody's going to be right and somebody's going to be wrong okay let's let's say that everybody that doesn't believe in a higher power is right and we're wrong okay so hypothetically speaking joe if you and me are wrong at the end of our life we're going to be like man i was really say that we all die and like we can, <laughs> we can somehow talk to each other so like bro now i feel stupid for everything on this on, i said in that podcast because none of that's true and here we are just you know, we're, we're dead right we're, we're in, just in, sitting there in, in the, the darkness yeah. yeah and then all and, the, and then all, all, the, all the non-believers would look at us and, and, and say yeah I see you guys are idiots and we're like yeah okay so that's one side or if we're right and they're all wrong then that, that, that and see even even if we're wrong and everybody else is right then at least we can look at each other and be like well it was kind of a fun thought and it gave us peace and it, and we were, we, were, we were still we were still more ha- happier because of it. Because yeah. of what we were looking forward to. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Maybe my neighborhood was a little bit brighter. Yeah. Maybe my mailman had a better day that one day. Yeah. You know, and I, I gave him a bottle of water. You know, just simple I, I, things. I, I just saw everything from a better perspective. Simple things just make this world a little bit better of a place. And and a little bit of love can go a long way. And, and, and having a theology that, that promotes goodness and kindness. I don't know. It never hurt. It hasn't hurt me yet. Yeah. but you you were raised lutheran lutheran yeah and see and i was raised more like non-denominational evangelical charismatic christian yeah which i've kind of strayed away from although my church is still an evangelical church um i i i'm not i'm not that way in my personal life i'm like i love like if somebody wants to talk Jesus or talk God or theology or whatever, I'm 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 down to do it. But like, um, I'm not a Bible thumper. But uh, I grew up in a community that was like 
like that was the Jesus freaks. Yeah, I mean, and if you weren't going out like all the time, and you had to live by these strict, strict rules. Yeah, yet everybody broke the rules, and they're like, ah, but grace, and it's like, it, it really confused me. It was really weird. It can get very much abused. Yeah, if if it's if it's used and viewed incorrectly. Yeah, religion, it's a weird thing, and, and it's weird when you grow up in it, and it's forced on you, or you know, you have to go to church or whatever, because it's what you do, but um, I know that definitely along my life of having kids, and, and, and growing, and, and relationship-wise, I've, um, I don't know. I've been finding a lot of peace in it, because with everything changing right now, and with, like, you th- things, things like, like you said, you adding crazy to crazy, and having <laughs> craziness happen at, at home. Yeah, and in the world and everything, it's 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 nice to know that there's some, there's there's some things that never changed and some things that are he's the that, same that, yesterday that are true 100 percent of the time. Yeah, exactly. And so, forever. Yeah, so like when I when I when I when I, op- when I open up the Bible, you know, my goal is never to look for to to look for anything to judge anybody else on or to um or or to, or to use against anybody anybody else. The the the, the goal is to see what is what the author is speaking to me and. It's fun, man. Like, I How get, does it apply in your life? Yeah, and I can, yeah. I can get lost in it sometimes too because, like, you you, you read something that that seems so simple, like he he will bruise uh, Genesis three fifteen. He will bruise your head, and you will bruise no. He he will bruise your heel, and you will bruise his head. And that's talking about mankind stepping on the head of of the of, of the snake. Serpent. Yeah. Yeah, and so my first. You know, my whole life re- reading that, I always thought it was just not, now they, they slay on the ground, so you step on their head. But now, after like reading other books and making connections, I'm like, wait a second, this is this is like all connected somehow because <laughs> now now it's talking about crushing the serpent's skull, crushing the serpent's skull over here, and then in the, in in, in, in Romans, Paul saying that we're still crushing the serpent's skull, and I'm like, wow, so. This is this is this is like literal. Like somebody's actually gonna be able to crush his skull, and I'm, so I'm like <laughs> looking for it. It's, it's like a giant mystery novel. It's, it is. It's like Sherlock Holmes, you know. So now I'm like trying to put pieces together. I'm like, well, who gets to crush Satan's skull? And I'm like thinking, I mean, could I do that? That that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> but put that on. Is that put, why you work out so much? Yeah. Put put, put that on your resume. It's like, yes, yes, sir. I, I was a assistant manager at Chick Fil A, and um, I have a d- degree at Eastern Washington University. And if you can see uh, over uh, underneath that, I um I crushed Satan's skull. <laughs> that was me. Am <laughs> I qualified for the job? <laughs> so, so this is Domino's. <laughs> Why do you want to work here? Oh man, I love it. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. Another cigar too, though. Yeah. All right, Colt. Um, good topic, man. Philosophical conversations, theological conversations, spiritual conversations. Those are always one way to get me like in a, a rabbit hole, man. We could talk about this sort of stuff like all night. We get lost in it. <laughs> but that is not all that this show is supposed to be. So we're gonna make like a hard left. And uh, after talking a bunch of like theology and religion, uh, we're gonna have a drink. So um, you mean so, an, an, another drink? Another drink. <laughs> We've already had a couple. You can tell because I'm laughing. Number three or four. <laughs> and I'm jolly. And you may not know, but like four weeks ago, I made this like subconscious decision that I wasn't gonna drink anymore. Uh, so I blew it. I blew it for you. Well, I've had like I one blew. or two drinks. Oh, like, okay. but I used to come home like you and 
pour a couple fingers, maybe have a beer. You probably don't have beer. Well, I officially feel like shit now. Thank you. But but now me, it's... For making me feel like an alcoholic. I, I have had like three drinks already tonight, which is way more than I've had in like four weeks. So, yeah. so awesome. I'm going to sleep like a baby tonight. And, and everyone gets off. I'm like rambling. I'm, like, I'm jolly. My cheeks are red. So thanks for that. I can't even see your cheeks. <laughs> I do have a beard. My winter beard is coming through. Um, so the drink that I poured for you is called a pomegranate Paloma. Mm-hmm. And uh, my, my Spanish isn't the best, but I believe Paloma means dove. And I'm not tasting it because I'm drinking the bourbon that you poured for me, which is amazing. The Bibb and Tucker, it's great. I'm loving it. Um, what do you what What bourbon is like your go to? Like when you're at home, you Maker's Forty Six. Maker's Forty Six. Okay, Maker's. Good. No, no, not Maker's Mark. Maker's Forty Six. Is it the same? Uh, same company. Dis- dis- okay. Yes. But aged more. Or- um, it, tastes like, it, it, it tastes better. It tastes better. See, and people will, people do this to me all the time. Like, oh, I don't, you know, you got to check for these notes, and you're gonna want this, and you're gonna want that, and you're gonna <sighs> notice this. Does it taste good? Can I sit down with it and just enjoy it's it? It's just like different personalities. Like, there's different. Like, they all have different profiles. But to be able to sit there and specifically identify ten different flavors, I'm not your guy. I don't want to do that. I, I don't know how it's possible. I don't want to do it. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to do a autopsy on, on the drink that I'm drinking. Yeah. I just want to drink it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Excuse me. I, I'm from Seattle. I'm from the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. And, and like, we're supposed to, like, falafelize. Falafelize? Philosophize. Philosophize. Over our drinks. <laughs> like... <laughs> Over your coffee. I hope you don't have a lot of high IQ people that listen to your podcast because I think you're going to lose a lot of listeners. <laughs> I was once, I once told my friend that I'm a very eloquent speaker, <laughs> and then quickly realized, shoot, I meant eloquent, <laughs> <laughs> and it's haunted me ever since. Um, the same friend we actually came up with falafelizing that that whenever we we talk. We weren't philosophizing. We were falafelizing. It sounds like conversation over some good Greek food. Mediterranean food. It may Falaf- have been. Falafel? That's Indian food, isn't it? No, I think it's Greek. Oh, okay. I don't know. We're going to have somebody mad at us now. Yeah. It's all right. Good. Yeah, take to Twitter about it, people. <laughs> <laughs> so, good drinks. Um, uh, what, what did I want to talk to you about? Family. You're a family man. Mm-hmm. I'm a family man. Uh, you're married. Mm-hmm. Good. How long? Eight years. Eight years. Almost eight. Seven and a half years. Seven and a half years. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, how did you guys meet? We met in... <laughs> I love it when people laugh. <laughs> we met in marching band in college. In college? You were... Yeah. Oh, wow. I did not... I knew a lot about you. I did not know you were in marching band. Yeah. What instrument do you play? The alto sax. Oh, of course he plays the sax. See, Colt is like the guy that I always wanted to be. <laughs> You know, tall, pale, charming, fit. Now my cheeks are red. And he pay, and he plays the sax. Like I wanted to play the sax. We were too poor. I played the trumpet. <laughs> uh, but I never played it in marching band. I never made it that far. So marching band. Where'd you go to school? Eastern Washington University. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And what did she play? Alto sax. Okay. We were sitting next to each other. All right. Who was first chair? Uh, Her or you? 
it was it was marching band. It wasn't, oh, okay. it wasn't so really. There's no lead. Yeah. Okay. Okay. See, I, I get confused. Orchestra and yeah, marching band's a different beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, did you have to wear one of those hats? Oh yeah. With yeah. The, yeah. The, the whole goofy thing. We 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 usually drunk at all at all of our. At all, at all of our performances, anyway. Muscle memory really is a real thing. We needed it, and you yeah. know that if you can play an instrument in high school or college, college, college drunk. Yep. Yeah. I never went to college, so <laughs> all my drunk stories come from high school. It's horrible. <laughs> all my drunk stories come from college. You probably <laughs> waited till you were twenty-one to drink. No, I, I said I was gonna wait until twenty-one, <laughs> and then I got drunk like a week after I said that, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm just. In college, though? It was in college. It was in college? Yeah. <laughs> I was away from home. I got drunk. Oh, man, Mom, you're going to kill me. <laughs> the first time I got drunk, I skipped first period auto mechanics. And I was a freshman in high school. And I and I, and I I got drunk off some, uh, some Bacardi 151. The guy had 151, uh. Bacardi 151, and he had a bottle of Everclear. Yuck. And he said... Listen here, if you're going to drink with me, you're going to drink like a man. No chasers, nothing frou-frou, pick one. And I went with the Bacardi 151. And I'll tell you what, I drank that religiously well into my mid Bacardi 151 was my drink. And everybody thought I was insane. And I may have been. I, I don't know. But um, but yeah, getting drunk in high school. At one time, I uh, uh, we had this thing called Pirate Mutiny. It's the end of the school year. And we we're the pirates, home of the. So we, end of the school year, we had this big party, and it's called Pirate Mutiny, and you got inflatables and rides, and everybody's out in the football field, and we're having a good time. And uh, I show up drunk, and my principal sees me, and he goes, "Gomez, you drunk?" And I said, "No, sir." He goes, "How about you give me your keys?" I said, "Yes, sir," and I threw him my keys, and he let me inside, and uh, <laughs> which was like a big no-no. Yeah. He lets me inside and I hang out and uh, coincidentally, that was my junior year, coincidentally, I hit on my wife that day. I have no recollection. And in fact, to start the hitting on my wife, I sent my buddy over to hit on her. <laughs> no recollection. Next year I show up at high school, We sh- I show up in first period, who's sitting behind me? this hot blonde girl and I'm like what's up girl how you doing and she goes how about you turn around and not talk to me for the rest of the semester and uh and now she's my wife so <laughs> jokes on you babe that's quite the comeback four kids later too <laughs> so so I knew I was gonna marry my wife before I even met her because huh yeah hear me out so I'm coming into mar- I'm coming into marching band class. This is class where we're like sitting down to like learn the music and everything, not like actually marching. So <laughs> coming into class and my uh, and my one of my one of my best friends Tyler come, runs up to me. He's, he goes, "Colt," he's a fellow a f- fellow sax player. And I was like, "What?" He's, he's like, "Guess what?" I was like, "What?" He's like, "We got two new sax players in mar- in marching band now." And I was like, "What we do?" And he's like, "Yeah," and one of them is a beautiful woman. <laughs> <laughs> And I remember, my, I don't even remember what he said after that or what, what the conversation happened after that, but my first thought was, I'm probably going to marry her. Did you go to a uh, Christian-based college? This is Eastern Washington. Eastern University. Washington, you said that. No. <laughs> I blame you. 
<laughs> it's the bourbon. See, that's why you tuned into the show because you don't know where it's going to go with me on this. And, and, and I didn't spend any time with Christians in college, really. Most of my, hence the drinking. Most of my influence was uh, by non-Christians and from the, the hockey team and the fraternity and everything. And I just. And you were a frat boy. The, the, yeah. Yeah. I'm not shocked. <laughs> Does the hat not give it away? <laughs> Is that a snapback? Yeah, snapback. Not pro fit. Leave, leave, leave the sticker on. Leave too. the sticker on. Yeah, well, I have to leave the. sticker I don't know if frat boys leave the sticker on. Do they leave the sticker on? Always. Okay. Yeah, at least they did when I was six years ago when I was in college. But six years ago. Six years ago, seven and eight years. Ago. I hate. This is the thing I hate. Everybody. Who I know is younger than me. <laughs> I got to get one person on the show who's my age or older. I swear <laughs> to you. It's not fair. Everyone's a baby. Um, but so, the, but the the the, the, the sticker the sticker is essential uh, at least for me because half the time I forget what my hat size is and so if they ever ask me when I go in the store what's your size and I go uh, just pull it off and go uh, seven and three quarters. There you go. So, I, right there. Respect, but that's a snapback. Mm-hmm. So. Doesn't really matter because <laughs> it's adjustable. I need to adjust that joke, don't I? Because <laughs> you definitely just found what was wrong with it. It gets laughs. <laughs> Are we allowed to do material on your show? This wasn't a workshop. <laughs> My bad. I didn't mean to. I just walked all over this guy's joke. Uh, I like it. No, that's solid. No, I got Had they not known that it wasn't a snapback, it would have been fine. Um. I um, so let's edit that, edit that out, and we'll say that this is a fitted hat. Well, the other thing is, is that's a custom hat, like that's your oh, yeah. brand hat. Yeah. And so then you says where did you get the lid? Did you buy it at? Did you buy the hat with the sticker on? No, this was a clothing supplier that we stumbled upon by that, that we stu- stumbled upon by a number of phone calls, and uh, it's located out of Auburn, actually. Okay. Um, oh, just somebody's basement, and they just make make the hats. Uh, custom hats. No, it's actually a company that makes the custom, uh, cus- customized clothing and jerseys and apparel for horse racing. Yeah. At the, Interesting. Yeah, at the um, at, at the horse racing tracks in um, like outside of Auburn. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a there's a, like a the Emerald Downs. Well, there's the Emerald Downs. A- Emerald Downs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There. There. there oh. At the Emerald Downs. Yep. That's our clothing supplier. I mean, not to brag, but. Joke Daddy Networks only brings high quality, high caliber guests. Oh. <laughs> so, not only is this like, you know, a, a, a comedian of the highest caliber, an entrepreneur of the highest caliber, but he also partners with, with, with the best of the best <laughs> in the area. And he goes to Auburn for his custom hats, for his brand. They do a good job. They do a good job. That's a great... I, did you design it? The, the logo? No, I had a good friend do that. It's a good logo. Yeah, we've we've had a lot of the, the first several months of our of, of our company was a, a lot of hands on deck and nobody taking a paycheck. <laughs> People are getting paid now. People are getting paid now. We are. That's a great success. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's what it's all about, and yeah. and I like that. And so we're gonna have a link um, when this when this drops, so that people can see your dumbbells. Your curl bars. Yep. Are you selling hats too? Yeah. Yeah. Every, everything. Everything. I think we have a couple of hats left in stock. All of our dumbbells and curl curl bars are 
currently out of stock as of the date of recording this podcast, which is the 13th of December, I believe. Uh, 16th. 15th. It's off by three days. Today's the 15th. 15th. You're, you're right. Yeah, today's is the 15th. Sorry about that. That's okay. But are you reordering? or So you don't make the, the, the dumbbells anymore? I made everything that we've sold so far. I made everything, every single piece of it, and that has needed to stop because the amount of work that our profit margin profit margins are good because the materials don't cost that much but the amount of labor that goes into it is astronomical so i'm basically making like five dollars an hour when i when i pencil everything out but it's a labor of love it is a labor of love <laughs> and, and i get my workouts in while i was making like bending bars the curl bars like all the bends in it like you bend them by hand yeah because i buy them straight and so i'd have to bend them all by hand and it was literally a workout by the time i was done with it so i would make sure that my i had my apple watch on to make sure i got my heart rate up and i would count that as cardio and make and i would actually write it in my log book as bar bending 10 minutes so what are you using like one inch steel rods uh one inch yep and then are you cutting it and heating it and bending it uh, i can't cut it because i don't really have the material to cut a steel rod unless i want to go through like insane amounts astronomical amounts of uh angle grinder discs so I get them pre-cut to four feet long, which okay. is the actual size for a curl bar. And then I went to Harbor Freight and bought a bar bender, which is what uh, plumbers use to bend pipes. Yes. And then I would, uh, <clears throat> the first one was experimental, but basically I used a actual curl bar as my template. That has, it's e- the easy curl bar, the one that has the bends in it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... Um, and the it's like the Wario logo. Yeah. The big W. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a yeah. W-ish shape yeah. with, a, with a couple extra bends in it. Yeah. And so basically I used that as my template and just after trial and error found that if I did uh, 20 pumps on one side, I, I would go 20 pumps here, 20 pumps here, 12 pumps here, 12 pumps here, 8 pumps here, 8 pumps here, and then basically I had W shape, but it was like a 90-degree 90, 90 angle. So then the last one is the middle one, and I would just simply not count that one and bend it until the entire bar was straight straight across yeah. with all the correct bends where they're supposed to be. That's a workout. It, it is a workout. How long does that take you to bend I mean, the bar? First, I mean, the first time I, I, I ruined like the first like 10 of them that I did until I, until I got it down. But after I started getting them down, I would make all of them correct except for like maybe one out of 10 I would screw up. And if you bend it the wrong way, there's, I spent hours and hours and hours trying to bend ruined bars back into the way they're supposed to be a bit and there's just no way it's impossible <laughs> and so um it, it would yeah i mean like once i got it down i could probably knock out one of them every oh three or four minutes not counting the time to mark them because you got to mark them all too you got to measure it and make sure and and take a marker out and mark where all the bands go one every three or four minutes yeah i mean you guys, and, and this is an audio book, platform, yeah. so people aren't seeing you. I'm going to take a picture of you later, but, like, <laughs> Colt is basically Superman. Like, I mean, come on. Like, you got guns under there. The average guy probably couldn't do it. Yeah, my arms are my weakest body part. <laughs> but most most known for my leg conditioning on stage. That's that's one thing I can I can, I can say with pride. Like, is that your... Best, best, best leg conditioning. Not leg size, but leg conditioning. So Colt is also a <laughs> bodybuilder. Yeah. Right? Are you actively bodybuilding? Uh, yeah. Are, are you preparing for anything? Yeah, that's what I love about it. Is 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 it's a it's 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 a sport and it's an art. It's kind of both, and you can do it and not have to be like committed to a team schedule and everything. So I just know as long as I get 
my workout in every day and make sure that I perform a little bit better than I did the last time I did a similar workout and make sure that all of my food consumption is is on point which I've simplified that by basically restricting everything I eat to only meat and some drinks because hey I'm, I'm, I'm a comedian too I gotta laugh and enjoy myself so um, absolutely so so between between those two things it, yeah you know it's just right now I'm not gonna step on stage for quite a while because um, if I want to be more competitive and if I want to win I keep getting second and third place to people that are 20 years older than me and they've just been Really? Yeah, because they, they've been doing it their whole life, and so they're bigger than me. And for me to catch up to them, I can't be, I, I can't have glute striations and like visible veins on my abs and glutes all the time, and on my hamstrings. Like I need your 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 body isn't meant to have that low level body fat. It's meant to have some body fat for you to be hormonally healthy. Fat is actually an organ that's important to have. It is. Yeah, and so for and, and so for you to build muscle and to be healthy, you need to have some of that which is why competing um is not really beneficial long term to the sport you need, you need to take time off so that you can build an adequate amount adequate amount of muscle and then it's all about timing and then it's like okay i'm gonna compete on this date so i need to start i need to start dieting six months beforehand and it's you know, six months of of cutting and the last month or two are, are the hell and you feel terrible and it so are you working towards a date right now? Uh, you got a I don't have a competition. Spe- I don't have a specific date. I'm probably gonna, I'm probably not gonna actually compete for about five years. Oh, yeah, because because I because I want to win. I'm I'm sick of you want to. I hate getting second place, dude. Is this like a <laughs> regional, a state, a local level, or no, are you talking uh, like any a, a national? Um, so the federation that I compete in is called the INBF, which is the international. Um, matter of fact. I don't even know what it stands for. That's all right. <laughs> WNBF stands for World Natural Bodybuilding Federation. So this is so this is the uh, amateur division of that. So if I compete in a show that is large enough that has at least a certain amount of competitors, it, they kind of change the rules every year. But it has to be a certain amount of competitors, and a certain like it has to be a big enough show basically for them to justify awarding a pro card. And once you receive that pro card and earn that pro card, you become a professional bodybuilder um in the uh, natural world of bodybuilding okay um since you asked i kind of have to explain the difference and this is (laughs) so are you considered amateur right now uh, or you have you made it to pro okay no i've not made it to pro hence the reason i want to take time off so i can make sure that i am competitive competitive enough to be able to earn a first place trophy because looking back at my, my, all my competitions, like I'm proud of what I brought to the stage. I'm proud of what I was able to look like at, at, the, at the time. But I know that I can be better than that. And um, there's other competitors that, in the judges' eyes, um, have a more um, developed um, physique, bodybuilding physique that they're looking for. It's kind of like figure. Sure. Sk- it's kind of well, like figure skating, though, because like depending on the judges, like some people can say like. You know, some so, some judges value conditioning more. Some 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 judges value muscle mass more. I've historically been, especially this last year, have been better known for my conditioning than my mass. So, if I want to have conditioning and mass, that's just going to take time to be able to get there. What got you? started in this world i read arnold schwarzenegger's bodybuilding encyclopedia because i was always into waking up i just always wanted to have muscle and to be lean and and and, and to, were you really scrawny and, and growing to, up um yeah i was and 
I was I was scrawny all the way until my junior year, you know, picked on in middle school, all the same same stuff. And that's actually a lot of bodybuilders' stories is that they were uh, skinny their whole life and they were self conscious about it and got fed up with it and started lifting weights and just decided to. Any like really fat guys go the other way? I'm saying I need hope for me. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be a bodybuilder, but well, looking at you and assessing your genetics right now, um, you have you have the genetics to um, like it, no. If 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 you if you got lean, your muscle mass would be great because of the way that your 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 bones and your skeletal structure looks. You would have you you would your 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 legs. See, guys like you that have uh, like your your femurs aren't super long. You can. That's a nice way of saying I'm super short. He's short. <laughs> Specifically, the femurs, though. Yeah. And the reason is um, your 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 femurs. You can develop the outer part of your legs uh, more effectively than a guy like me and than a guy like I can because my femurs are super long. As a lineman in high school playing football, mm-hmm. my thighs doing squats, doing the sled, the leg presses. Yeah. I was out of this world. Yeah. They were huge. Well, they just, were amazing. Your, your skeletal structure is structure is, is, is built for it. Short and explosive. Yeah. A lot of power, a lot of mass. Yeah. I'll always be a big guy. Yeah. So I used to, I don't know, my listeners, I got a lot of new listeners, but <laughs> a few years ago, I went from, when I weighed myself finally for the first time in like five years, I was at 323. And that was after dieting for two months. And then I dropped 100 pounds. Yeah. And, and I was down to about 220. And um, I'm, I'm a, I have broad shoulders. I have a big chest. It's it's thick. And it'll always... I think it'll always look that way. Yeah, you're benching your squat. I, I don't want to be... Yeah. Yeah, they were. And I don't, I don't want to be small, but people are always like, oh, you should be like 150, 165. And I'm like... Nah. <laughs> so I don't know. I got to hang out with you more and get more discipline. I think that's the biggest thing is I've lost discipline and this COVID thing and depression. I was just getting into this comedy thing and I was actually doing shows and getting booked and doing stuff and actually being funny and everything got shut down. And I know, but depression I, is a real thing. I, I, I didn't feel like I was ever on as 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 solid of a of a role and and a groove as I was like around January February it's just like things were clicking like bodybuilding comedy like just like my 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 writing every single day was just like I I just had new new ideas and new jokes and just everything was coming together and yeah getting my name out there and man when everything shut down just just like you man just like whole world came crashing down <laughs> crashing down yeah. is incredible. But you've uh, you found other ways to reinvent yourself and keep things going, and you're providing for your family, yeah. and that's a good thing. Um, uh, we're gonna link up your um, your web page because I want I want to make sure that people who are interested can find you, uh, Skull Bells um, at um, the supersetyourlife.com. That's the name of the website. That's the name of the website. The Super Set yeah. Your Life. And if you look up hashtag Skull Bells, S K U L L B E L L Z on Instagram, you're gonna see basically 
not all of our customers, but a lot of a lot of our customers that have bought it and that have shared it on okay. Instagram and stuff. And so, hashtag Skull Bells. Hashtag Skull Bells. Yeah. Um, do you have a Twitter? No Twitter. No Twitter. And no TikTok. No TikTok, but apparently but, that has to change. <laughs> you got it. I know we talked about that earlier. You got to get on TikTok. I think <laughs> I think for exactly what you do, um, there's a huge demand to see that. And um, and I think I think that it'll be wildly successful. So, if I can, if I can push you in that direction, because I want to see all my friends do well. Yeah. You know, that that's that's the biggest thing, and that's 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 probably the biggest thing with my my podcast is I want to put people on who want to be on, who want to be seen, who want to be heard. Why? To promote their stuff, to promote themselves, because everybody's got a story, or everybody's got something that they need to share. And uh, and yours is um, without exception. So, um, Thanks, so we'll, we'll link that all up and 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 yeah, um, I like it. Uh, I would like to um, to get more fit myself, and maybe if you and I could be, uh, if I could be bug you a little bit more, <laughs> please do, man. You could hold me accountable and be, oh, like, be an honor, stop man. eating bread, Joe. <laughs> And then when 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 you when you when you're on when when you got your Netflix special and everything and and you're up there and I'm watching it from home and I I can look at you and be like yep see those those biceps and and is that physique I can take some credit for that <laughs> I, I you would be in everything on all my credits body by <laughs> Cole Milton Skull, Skull Bells, Bells. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely forget body by that other guy we all know who we're talking about. Yeah. Body by fake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you eat only meat, right? Only meat, no vegetables. No vegetables? No vegetables, no fruit, nothing, just meat. That's not healthy, right? No, it's, it's actually very healthy. Oh. I've never felt better in my life. People used to say that to me all the time because I went what I call <laughs> NSNG. No sugar, no grain. Some people will call that keto. Uh, no, it's kind of paleo. Is it is saying. more paleo. Yeah. This whole keto thing, man. Somebody like... I don't know. Somebody bought the rights to the name keto and they monetized it and everything is keto now. And it, it really bothers me because there's like a lot of fake chemicals that go into a lot of the, the keto stuff. And yeah. what I did was really basic. Mm -hmm. I was eating good meats, good fats, yeah. olive oils, avocados. Do you eat avocados? No. Is that, that's a vegetable. It's a vegetable. Yeah. How come you so won't eat that? That's a good meat. That's a good fat. It's not as good as fats that you get from meat. Well, yeah, but I mean, you're eating a steak, and you don't nothing along with your steak. Just, just a steak and just a bacon, two or three pound steak. Two. And for I, dinner, I have bourbon with it. Does that count? This man, I oxidized. Well, do you really eat a two or three pound steak? Yeah, one time, like every single night before I go to bed. Really, two pound steak at minimum. Sometimes three pounds. How often are you eating a day? Uh, one or two big meals. Okay. Yeah. So, basically, your body is in a in a fast mode. Yeah, I, 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 I love the feeling of an empty stomach. I just, I just I feel great. And then any like vegetables or anything is just garbage that doesn't need to be there. And people say things like, oh, well, you need vitamin C. You should eat an orange. Okay, well, eat an orange and then the glucose in it makes your body need more vitamin C. And so you get vitamin C, but they just kind of cancel each other out. So, no, I, I, I feel better when I eat only meat and it's nice because um, the keto diet really is a beautiful thing it's an amazing diet and I'm in ketosis quite often 
depending on what my macros look like. So if I have more fat in my diet, then I'll find myself in ketosis more. My body will produce ketones and yeah. be basically in a ketogenic state. But if I want to change things up and go with a higher protein approach, which I like to do sometimes just to change things up, it'll knock me out of ketosis. I won't be in keto, but all that extra that protein... You that you eat I like eat, a leaner meat? Uh, yeah, so like if I eat... So like all Turkey days, or... So like all of days where I eat no, like nothing but like like bacon and <laughs> and cheese and like egg yolks which is all very high fat yeah and um a little bit lower in protein so my protein will be like around 90 100 grams fats will be north of two or two or 250 grams a day and any doctor would tell you that you're going to have a heart attack if you do that right no so they're, they're wrong they are wrong <laughs> they're absolutely wrong yeah they're, they're wrong no i drop I, there was weeks where i was dropping almost 10 pounds a week my body was in full blown ketosis. Yeah, like, it was. And your energy's great, and your energy was through the and, roof. And, and you know, you notice it most is that is, is your mental clarity. Yes, like you, you just like you're creative, creative, and you're positive. And see, and I was so much more disciplined. And I think I think that's the biggest thing is discipline, and sugar and what these carbs do to your. You know, when you're eating breads and simple carbs like mm-hmm. that, you know, you're you're. It's all registered as a sugar. And yeah. Your body wants that reward. It's, it's all sugar. Your it's body's going to lie to yourself. It's quick energy, and then you crash. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So on a carnivore diet, if, if all you're eating is meat, you're not eating any carbs, you can go in and out of ketosis all the time because if you overconsume protein, all that extra protein that you eat that your body doesn't need for muscle repair really just gets converted into glucose, into sugar anyway. So you can still have the benefits yeah. of... So you feel like you're you have carbs, and you have the energy from the quote carbs because they're really not until they get converted into glycogen and then your body uses that for your for for your for for your for your energy source but it doesn't give you the insulin spike and all the downsides and and the drawbacks of having a hard car a high carbohydrate diet so having a very high protein approach is you really have the best of both worlds because you can still get away with having a lot of fat in your diet dietary fat but not store it as fat but then you still have the energy that you would have from the carbs. You get the muscle pumps and the strength and all the benefits that you get from that. Yeah, man. And who doesn't want to eat steak every day and bacon every day and cheese and all? <laughs> I love it. I was making the kids grilled cheese sandwiches last night. Yeah. And uh, I was slicing the cheese. And I had the griddle out. And I messed up on a piece of sliced cheese. It was, it was thicker than I wanted it to be. So I slapped it on the griddle. And I fried it up. Just the cheese? Just the cheese. Oh, yeah. Nice and crispy. Oh, man. Nice and crazy. Oh, it was so good. And I, it's good stuff. And I forgot, like, I was, people were like, don't you miss eating cake or tortillas or rice or beans? And I was like, no. You forget that it exists. You forget, like, life is so, there's so much flavor in, in, in some steak or some bacon, like you're saying, eggs. Yeah. Um. Whether you're just eating the yolk or, or the yolk and the, the whites. Oh, yeah. Together. So then I'll save all the whites and then the high protein, then I'll just eat all the whites and not the yolks. Oh. So I don't waste it. See, <laughs> see you're bodybuilding, so you, you got this whole thing. I just I just need to lose, like, what am I at right now? I need to lose about 55, 60 pounds. And, uh, and I know that that's super attainable. Yeah, just eat meat. You'll be there in no time. No time. Like four months. <laughs> You'll be there really fast. Maybe even less. Yeah. 
<laughs> don't count calories, nothing. Just eat meat. That's it. Well, yeah. When I did the NSNG, I threw out my scale. I, I didn't count calories. Yeah. People were telling me to do my macros and do all this stuff. No. But Way too much work. I um I did I did really well. Like I just I just ate well. Yeah. Stop eating fiber. You'll feel ten times better. Stop drinking beer and drink tequila. Yeah. <laughs> like who doesn't want to have a good time anyways? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. See, and that's that's the kind of quality content that you're gonna get when you come into Joke Daddy Studios and you listen to a podcast. You think we're gonna talk tequila or we're gonna talk alcohol or or fart jokes or whatever. <laughs> But no, we come in and we, we hit you with some philosophy, some theology. I don't even think we swore on this episode. This is a family-friendly episode. This is a family episode. Fa- family-friendly episode. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Darn you and your bourbon. <laughs> you, your brown liquor. You and your, and your elephant language. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So you're going to get dietary advice. You, you never know what's going to come when, you're, when, you're, when you tune in to... A joke, Daddy production. Heard a hint of the gospel here and there. You quoted scripture. I'm impressed. Did I? No, I think I got it wrong. I don't know. You know, you're good. Uh, my pastor, I'm sure he he'll check this out, and uh, this might redeem me for the last episode that I did, where it was all just bad. Uh, he's judging me. So no, my pastor never judges me. I always feel like he does, but every time I like he. I don't know. He's one of my best buds. My <laughs> pastor is super cool. Jeff, if you're listening, retweet this. That'd be cool. It's like an hour in. No, we're like 40 minutes in. So, um, but we have come to about the end. Um, this has been a, a good episode. I had fun. Did you have fun? Oh, man. I had, had, had a great time. Expect, expected nothing less. It's been great working with you in the past. But a lot more. You expected a lot more than being in this, like, cave of a basement with a leak. Like we got, we got rainwater coming in my foundation. We're flooding. That's why we have to cut this short. Like, you, you got, you, you got <laughs> soundproofing in here. That's more than what I, what I have in my studio. I got the soundproofing up against one wall that I usually speak to when I'm in here doing solo stuff, and some stuff above my head. I need more. We'll see how this turns out. Yeah. Oh, it should turn out great. So, um, on behalf of. Uh, Colt Milton and myself, Joe Gomez. This has been a Joke Daddy production. Tequila Talk with Joe. Um, Stay tuned for all of Colt's uh, social media information. And uh, we'll catch you next time on uh, Tequila Talk with Joe. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thank you.